In today's episode, we are going to be chatting about my guest's story of becoming a first-time entrepreneur at 52, her passion about environmental issues, and why she has created what she has in the fashion industry. So welcome to my listeners. You are here at Connect, Inspire, Create. I am your host, Carol Clegg. And on this show, just like today, we explore entrepreneurial journeys that others have taken. Hopefully that they will inspire you to explore something on your own. We also share tools to help you take action in your business, some mindset motivation, and a few marketing resources along the way. So let's dive in together and find inspiration to create successes in our business. My guest today is Jacqueline Showconnect, and welcome, welcome Jacqueline. Hi I Carol, am... thanks so much for having me. It's wonderful to have you join me, and I know it's been a hectic day for you, <laughs> so I really do, I appreciate you coming to come and share with us and, and tell us about this journey, because it's always inspiring to hear from somebody else. But let me introduce you to our sure. audience. So Jacqueline has worn many hats in her professional life, and as a former Los Angeles entertainment attorney. She then went on to produce film and television projects, including her own two independent documentary films. And then at the age of 52, you decided, mm, time to take the plunge and start this sustainable women's loungewear company that you had been dreaming of. So Dassault Loungewear is the company that Jacqueline has created, and it's for women seeking clothing that is chic, comfortable, timeless, and easy on the earth. So I am looking forward to learning more about your journey from the entertainment industry, being an attorney, producing your own documentaries, and now starting this entrepreneurial journey in the fashion industry. So tell us more. It has been a long and winding road. I will tell you that. I... I started with an art degree and then I went to law school, which is not the usual way these things go. So I think through my whole career, I've kind of been trying to tie together the art and the business side of things. Um, and I just wasn't a litigator. So law wasn't for me. Um, I ended up going, I was working for, like we, like you said, for a an LA-based entertainment litigation firm. Um, and from there, I, it was great because I was able to meet some other people who were doing producing projects, and they just kind of brought me on there. The longest part of my career has been staying home with my children. So that was a big, big chunk of time. Um, I s- practiced for a few years, and then my did a film, and my young my eldest daughter was born in 2005. And I've been home pretty much ever since. I've done another documentary and a couple other projects since then. And now I have a clothing line. That is wonderful because that I think is so inspiring for other moms that have found, you know, you've been at home for this chunk of time mm-hmm. and now it's time to move. You feel stirred to do something else, although you share this has been a passion. And obviously right. that art background, um, I'm sure you're going to help me unpack that a little bit, how that plays yes. into <laughs> what you do but I would just love to ask something on a more personal note absolutely what is something that people would be really surprised to know about you about me Ooh, I think I 
present to other people as being kind of outgoing, but I really am uh, an introvert, and which makes sales difficult. And it also made litigation difficult for me. So yeah, I think that I, I do a good job of covering that up for the most right. part. I could relate to that. Yeah, that it, it can, you definitely need those, those breaks to restore yeah. and then come back again. Exactly. And people have a funny sort of take, I think, on when you're an introvert, that it means, well, you're not social at all. And that's not right. the case. Yeah, um, you just need to recharge. You do. And in smaller doses. With that, I'd love to ask you, when do you feel that you are most productive? Is that influenced by the time of the day or would you say mindset? How does that play into well, productivity? You know, I would say half and half. Uh, I, I'm i not a morning person, nor am I a night person. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a middle of the day kind of gal. So I, I definitely get a lot done in, in that time frame. Um, and I have, and mindset has a lot to do with it mm, and there's so many hats I wear just running this company it's easy to bounce between all of them um and so when I can really really focus is when I probably get the most work done right that yeah the mindset I think is such an important thing because if we don't pour into ourselves then being productive you know, just becomes exhausting exactly um, so, yeah that um so here you are you've made this major career change in your life what would you say to others the pros and cons of stepping into that I know you said it's been a long windy road it has, um, it has. anything else you'd like to add to that it's I I don't think I'm a natural entrepreneur um it was always one of those things where I thought you know I don't know if I could run my own business. I kind of will do, I can help other people run their businesses. But, you know, I got to 52 and I hadn't worked in 15, 16 years. And it was time to do something just for me. And it was time to do something on my own timetable. So in order to do that, I had to kind of do my own thing. And I had thought about doing this company for a long time. And it's funny because a friend of mine checked in with me at early days in the uh, in lockdown. And she was like, "This it's now or never with the, with the caftans. <laughs> I said, okay, you're right. And that's what kind of kicked me in the butt and got me going there. I love that. A little bit of accountability and somebody mm -hmm. kind of pushing, <laughs> pushing the envelope. Um, and I guess that'll lead me to why caftans. Obviously, you had some choices. Yeah. And why did you pick caftans? You know, I've always loved them. I'm a child of the 70s. So there's a, a bit of a hippie in me. Um, and I just remember them from when I was a kid. And my mom, I thought my mom looked most glamorous when she was wearing something like long and flowy. Um, plus, they're just so easy. They're, they're uh, you know, you can wear it to the beach, you could wear it to a, an event. It's really like, it depends on uh, accessories, really. And so that's what was draw what drew me to caftans. And I'm getting older. And my friends and I don't necessarily want to wear skinny jeans so much anymore. <laughs> and so I thought I would find that thing that the thing to take the place of our grandparents' house coats, if you know what I mean. Right, yeah. I think so we could uh, still feel chic and comfortable and timeless. Right, right. And that was it. 
So I'd love to know with the with the fabrics and things that you use, because I did take a peek at your website. Mm-hmm. Are you designing them? Is somebody else coming in to help you? How much yeah. great fun are you having there? I oh I'm having so much fun. I did design my last collection was the collection that I had produced in India. And I did work on uh, the patterns and the colors and I design all the, you know, the the clothing, the uh, patterns, um, prints and patterns. That always gets confusing. Um, so this was the first time I really designed my own prints. In the past, I was re- I was using fabrics that were already made, um, but it was really really fun. It's it's a whole nother level of I can imagine, yeah, to just to, to be starting that. And then you talk about sustainability. So how did that? drive into the the business just in the last I'd say the last 10 years I've been getting more and more aware of what my clothing is made of and what my children's clothing is made of Um, and you know getting more involved in environmental issues Um, and it just got to the point where I was like I if I'm going to put something out there I can't add to this problem so I had to decide for myself to make myself happy and feel like I was doing something right to make sure that everything I used was organic or at least sustainable. Um, you know, I used sustainable packaging, everything. So it's it kind of set me another hurdle, but it was important to me. Yeah, no, I mean, what a wonderful contribution. And are you finding your fabrics local or are you having to go all around the world to? All, all around them? the world. Mm. Yeah, I've some of the, my first few collections, I've, I used a fabric called Lyocell. And that most of those kind of fabrics come from Asia to North America. Um, I My distributor was in Canada. Um, so then I really... With that collection, I was shipping fabric back and forth all over the place. So that, you know, that's not the best carbon footprint if I'm trying to do that. So surprisingly, I ended up producing my second line completely in India. So I was able to get organic cotton there, which was milled there and printed there and sewn there. I even did my photo shoot there. I was going to say, has this involved some fabulous travel? Not at all. I was on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) So what would you think, what would you say has been your biggest hurdle in the sustainable? Well, the biggest hurdle is making money. It's very, the system is just built for big companies, your Walmarts, your Targets, and they can buy in bulk. Um, so even if they're doing, even if they are buying organic, they're buying tons of it. Right. So, you know, when you're buying smaller amounts, it's significantly more expensive. That's and true. it's also, I've tried to keep my inventory as low as possible, mm-hmm. Just, um, but it really is just doing it so it's affordable and it's it's tough it really is sustainable fabric is just expensive it is and especially because you're going organic and and sustainable that you I mean it's just like our food isn't it just that we we want our organic food and we've got exactly that extra that extra little 
for that. Um, so how do you see your business evolving as you move forward now that um, you, what, what are you looking forward to for the future? Um, well, I'm working on another caftan design and then I'm looking, I'm going to do, I just, uh, tunic is a fairly new one. This is the one I'm wearing right now. Um, and then I'll want to do a pant, but I also would like to do more of this, more of talking about sustainable fashion mm. and kind of advocating and talking about how difficult it is for small makers to right. stay in business. That's, yeah. And to get them to, to come together because having that support in a community that you can brainstorm with um, right. to keep things moving because Yes, we need you out there. And I love what you're wearing. I know, listeners, you can't oh, see you. it, but it, it looks really pretty and it's got a lovely neckline. So that's, yeah. Well, I want to know, just make sure that our people know where to find you. So I know that you you talk about leaving out the middleman. Yes. Um, yes. So they can go directly to your website, which exactly. I will make sure that I have. DesueLoungewear.com will be in the show notes. Um, so right. that you can can find you and and have a That's look at great. what you're doing and then keep our eyes out for the the new products that are coming out and then of course Jacqueline we can find you on social media on LinkedIn yes I'm on LinkedIn I'm on Instagram I'm I'm easy to find wonderful well <laughs> my I'll last make sure... name is not very common so... <laughs> right <laughs> so I'll make sure that all those links are in the show notes and for those that have listened today if you feel inspired, I'd love for you to share this to let's let get some more eyes on Jacqueline's wonderful products. And if this is an issue that you would love to explore, reach out to her. Reach out to her on LinkedIn yeah. and start the conversation and, and pull each other together. So I, I would love for you to do that. And Jacqueline, thank you. Thank, Thank you, for you so much, Carol. Me. I really appreciate this. this yeah, is and it's wonderful to get the word out. And in my role to my listeners as an accountability coach, I love to partner with women coaches and service providers in midlife to conquer procrastination, attain balance in their business endeavors and nurture a positive mindset. So by blending personalized accountability with the powerful positive intelligence program, you'll discover tools to elevate your happiness and build powerful habits so feel free to reach out to me with any inquiries do look up Jacqueline's website with her Thank beautiful you. caftans and until the next time take care